What's up, y'all? We got my boy Matt here. Welcome to No Tech Talk. Let me do it like I do it on a regular show. Yes, sir. Welcome, 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 one and all, to the No Tech Talk podcast. How we doing out there? Yes, sir. We're feeling good. I got my boy Matt here yep. as a co-host Ooh. for this particular episode. He is not my guest. If you don't remember, he was on Fake Fellowship. I think the not the intro like episode, but the first guest that I ever had. Yeah. So original. I'm not OG. The OG. Go back and listen to it. Fake Fellowship. It was a really good one. And guess what it's about? Fellowship. Mm. That's fake. Oh. Uh, <laughs> My job. Also, this is a momentous occasion because we are recording. Okay? If you want to see what we look like, if you've never seen our faces before, which you should have. <laughs> I mean, it could be, it's people. I don't, I don't know, know that what? many people. The first Somebody one, listen to this we podcast, didn't even record the I don't first know. One. We didn't what record it. We didn't. We didn't do a visual recording. No, that's what I'm saying. We got the 4K cam right in the front. Damn, uh, looking good. Got the ring light, and yeah. so you'll, you'll be able to see it and hear Hitting it. The eyebrows. They was and it's you know what I'm saying. It's not gonna sound all like echoey, you know, because mm. we got the mics. I didn't know how to do that. Putting them together, like we we getting better here in our production. Shout out to the it's wife and our growing, producer. It's all anyway, about so as you see from the uh, the title, <clears throat> this is probably gonna be a long one. So probably gonna have two parts. Get your popcorn. Get your popcorn, go on a road trip, whatever. Bunker in, because it's getting, we're going down. <laughs> we're talking about the Netflix documentary, um, American Gospel, Christ mm. Alone. Yeah. So, how do we even start watching this show? We were sitting on the couch, and we was like, man, kind of got tired of playing the game. got tired of playing Call of Duty. Got yep. tired of playing the game. We was like, man, hey, you know what's something on Netflix that I've been meaning to watch? <laughs> and I was like, turn around, let's yeah. watch it. But it's a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour like documentary. If you haven't seen it, believer or non-believer, mm. plug in and definitely go watch that because I feel like it deals with a lot of nuggets that people dealt with, yeah. have seen, or... But what, what for me is, this isn't like a review. It's a review, but it's not like a we're behind the entire documentary. Yeah, We paused this thing <laughs> like six or seven times and had to kind of reevaluate our own Christianity for a minute. Yeah, and you that know, was only in the first thirty minutes. That was y'all. legit. And so, so the the main kind of flow of the documentary is gospel awareness. So, gospel awareness, I would say that it's got gospel more, awareness. Gospel awareness. And so, what happens is, and this was really more for, I guess, the Christians more so than just the, I guess, people who don't believe. You know, got atheists and or agnostic, and just for knowledge for people out there i always love interchange in theology you know yeah school but agnostic is uh you you chilling you don't really believe in nothing you just here mm-hmm. atheist is kind of like i don't believe in nothing on purpose <laughs> if i had to uh break it down they're, they're passionate about like not believing you know, usually try to like debunk a lot of uh religions or whatever mm-hmm. you call it yeah um what was I just saying? And this crazy thing is I had to ask this question, too, because I didn't understand the the, defer- the definition or the difference between both of those words. So yeah. it brought a lot of clarity and understanding, too. So but it, don't so feel bad. What's so good about this is that you have all these, I call them, you know, theologians, professors, um, podcasts. It's, it comes from a wide array of people. It's not just white folks, not just black folks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's from every, pretty much every denomination. But it's focusing on the root of pretty much of Christianity, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're listening to this and you don't know what the gospel is, to sum it up, I mean, if we're going to use this as our token verse for the day, John 3, 16. You know, let me go to it in the ESV, of course. You get your scripture in the beginning of the day. I'll quote it from the KJV. 
No, but we can do he's going to read it. We can do no, KJV. no, no. He's going to read. Oh, no, go ahead, quote it then, boss. For God so loved the world <laughs> that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever. that whosoever shall believeth in him shall not perish, <laughs> but have everlasting life. Believeth. Yeah, that you got the your, your KJV is going to have the the ths and all the, the ths <laughs> and thous and the thises and the, the theys. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much, and we're not here to preach, but you know, it's part of it is the gospel is Jesus living, dying, coming back and being a boss. Yes, sir. You know? Um, and so when you believe that, and I talked about that, uh, with, uh, Kay Chantel about us being in, uh, what's the word intentional mm-hmm. about, you know, bringing people to Christ. Yeah. So one guy, and I'll go ahead and get started before I do a little mini intro, but one guy was talking about, uh, he got invited to this church that um, the pastor was like, yeah, you know, we have like 90% Christians, you know, a couple people coming in, so you can, you know, here's what I want you to talk about. But he said, no, I want to talk about the gospel. And the guy was like, I just told you that most of the people in the crowd are Christians, but that's the thing. Okay, I'm a Christian, but do I really know the gospel? Yeah. Do I, am I really, you know, do I have a certain amount of humility in knowing how insignificant that we are? Yeah. You know? Um, and that was really the first question they tackle. And are you really going to church to just feel good? Yeah, go ahead. One of, the, one of the main things that that really hit home was, like, how he wanted to always reiterate the, the preaching of the gospel. And me and Jay were sitting on the couch, and we paused it. Like, man, it's – had to do a correlation between the gospel and the sport that I play was basketball. Mm-hmm. So it's like you never stop doing the stuff that got you to be the professional or the top athlete that you were. So the gospel is essentially those fine-tuning things that always reminds you of where you've been, mm-hmm. where you've come from, and who brought you from where you were. Right. And, and it's a constant reminder, like you said, like you're really nothing, in a sense, without this presence or this power of the mm-hmm. gospel. And it's, they, say, they say that you should have the gospel in every message. Now, this, I hope we get to those points where we kind of pause it. <laughs> I, I took notes on that part as well. You For see, sure. if you're watching this video, I do have a notepad. So if you're here on the podcast, all my paperwork, it's because <laughs> I had to take notes. Um, so, you know, like, and we talked about church a couple of times and, you know, the old Baptist church, which is usually like everybody's plight to go to a church. For sure. And so they, they talk about whatever they're going to talk about. And then at the end, it's always the benediction. Or, or altar call. Altar call. Yeah. In three days, three nights, he woke <laughs> up early, early in the morning. And that's that's kind of like what the gospel is essentially what it was. And <laughs> what it was condensed of, to. Yeah. And so they, so they, and you were just talking about that, you know, which one, what would you say, the love versus the fear? Yeah. Like, uh, are we... And my first question, literally in my notes, is do we as believers still offer the gospel to non-believers? And even for that matter, to go a step further, do we reiterate it to believers to allow them to be reminded of where they come from? It's convenient. Is, is it more a love tactic or is it a fear tactic to get them to believe? So you're you know saying, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay, you should talk to somebody who doesn't believe about the love of God first instead of like we were just talking about. Yeah, or the fire, fear of hell, hell. brimstone, like, you're going to die. Whatever. God <laughs> literally said in his word that he came not to condemn the world, mm-hmm. but to save the world, to be a savior in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's not for me to come and tell you what the punishment is first, mm-hmm. but it's for me to come and tell you that there's somebody who actually loves you beyond you. That's Here's good. why. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the truth. Like that's the true gospel. For me to introduce you to love if you've never experienced it, especially to that magnitude. That's real. So the, this um, 
That's really good, by the way. This Appreciate segment, you. the first segment, it was broken off into like different parts. And we kind of, we don't want to be here all day, but we're still going to like kind of expound upon everything that we talk about or that it was talked about in the documentary. Because I found mm-hmm. when I was taking notes, I found like I was taking notes like I was in the class. Yeah. So I didn't want to just do like verbatim, word for word, what they were talking about. Because it was all so good. Dude, it was Go like nuggets it. for the nuggets. We're not getting paid to do this, I promise. <laughs> I wish American Gospel would hey, pay us to do this. Shout out. Hey. <laughs> Follow just you on saying. Instagram. No. Just saying. So they talked about um, moral, moralistic preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, called it moralism. And basically what that is, is preaching morals but nothing else. Now, How what, to be a good person. Yeah, it was a be good message, what they called it. So, yeah. you, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, I guess, on the surface level. because, But I think at that point, you're a motivational speaker mm-hmm. more than uh, a preacher. An advocate, for, advocate the for the gospel. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to plug my, the thing. No, nah, you're good. Um, so, like, <clears throat> as far as the moralistic preaching goes, like, everybody likes and enjoys and desires to feel good. That's, that's, that should be a given. But when we take the, the mantle of Christ and we decide to say, hey, this is how I'm going to serve and this is how I'm going to live the rest of my life to inform and, you know, educate people on the love of God, then we, we give up the part where we just want you to feel good. Because the good feeling comes from knowing that you're not going to hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the good feeling. That's what we chase. That's what we're it's chasing. We're not, we're not chasing the actions. We're not chasing the person preaching the message. We're not chasing after a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Because the misconception of a lot of believers is that you, you're a believer and everything is supposed to go good. Mm-hmm. And that is a lie from the devil. Well, the, the, what they, good, good is a fluid concept. Anyway. Well, no, I wasn't talking about no, that. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, because <laughs> I, I had to, I had to, you know, dial it back a little bit because yeah. I'm jumping ahead of our notes. No, we but, will, we will jump around. Whatever. But um, <laughs> you gotta understand that the gospel was meant to correct you, not okay. to convict you, because we walk around thinking that we know what love is until we understand the sacrifice that love made for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that it's a correction, like, and, and in correction, like it's. Most people shy away from it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when you do something wrong and you get corrected, some kids like they cower from correction, and then and then not being taught what correction is at a young age. It's correction they do it as love. adults. It's correction yeah. and love because it's definitely a difference. Because man. you are held accountable. So for sure, I don't want to because people do that too. They get so much on the loves where they be like, well, they'll repent. They'll go do something wrong, go mm-hmm. sin or whatever on purpose. And God knows my heart. I can just repent and pray. That's line. But that's the thing. God knows your heart. And so it's one thing if you're trying to get better at one thing and then you just, man, you backslide or something gets hard. But you can't, you, God isn't like this vending machine. You could just put a quarter in <laughs> and, you know, be good. Ultimately, and that's, that's the part, and they were talking about mystery as well. That's way toward the end of it. But that, mm-hmm. that's the part was, um, there's a, we need to be comfortable with a certain amount of mystery in God because yeah. I have that problem. I want to know everything. You want to figure them out. I want to know them. That's yeah. why I got in theology school. I want to know all the hard questions. I want to know, and I, I always use the example of people smoking, okay, like cigarettes. Break it down. Um, so I was, especially in the military, almost everybody smoked. I'm like, hey man, you shouldn't do that. Well, I'm gonna get hit by a truck one day. <laughs> I could walk outside right now, and the world will end. I might as well smoke it while I got them. Smoke it while I got them. But so it's the same thing as you, you 
people are just like, man, whatever. All I got to do is go pray to God. I'll be good. Yeah. But it's not about that. And we'll get to kind of like your heart parts in a second. One thing I want to talk about as far as the kind of like the intro was, um, what was it? Man, I just lost my, my time. Oh, we're physically incapable of being good. Kind of like what you were this just saying. This is true. So you got you have to understand. Now, no, so we hear motivation. We see it on Facebook, Instagram, all that type of stuff. That's great. Of being motivated. You're bigger. You're better. I, I got a superhuman in my Instagram right now because I want to be the, the biggest, baddest guy in the world, right? Mm -hmm. But spiritually, when it, when it comes down to it, we're nothing. And we're physically incapable of just being good. So if the, the pastor, teacher, whatever, is preaching that the moralistic preaching that they were talking about, you're setting yourself up for failure. This is true. You're setting yourself up to, to do it, to just be good by works is what they say. You know, yeah. Jesus plus the works. And so, like, they use an example of uh, uh, Catholicism. Oh, I had to say it Goodness. right. I said it wrong. That was, that's a tongue twister. Uh, Catholicism, um, they're, they're pretty much about works. So they do something bad. They go talk to, you know, they go confess. You probably yeah. see it on TV a bunch of times. And then they have to make their little, oh, was it a sacrament? And then they'll be Hail good. Marys and all So it's this stuff. roller coaster of sin and forgiveness and repentance. Now, the thing about, excuse me, um, Jesus is that no matter what you do, it's like a straight line. And you, remember, you remember yeah, that they, they use a lot of good, like a visual analogies. That's why you guys really need to look at it. You got to go. You got to watch it because at the end of the day, you have to understand and see it visually like the way that they they bring it forth. Like the message on top of the visuals, it, it like it ties it together so beautifully. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It it, it simplifies it. It does. I think I, that documentary is probably like five hours long. They probably could. Yeah, they condensed that a lot. Yeah, because um, there's so many different places that yeah. they could have went with that in so many different ways. And same thing. I think it was uh John. Let me see. I was just there. 14 and six. So you got hmm. the John. You know, for uh 316. But 14 obviously comes after this. This is true. <laughs> Let me get to, to it. To get proper context, I think you should always read. This is a side note. Always read the scripture above and the scripture after. Oh, yeah. Just so you 100%. can read it in the proper context. So John, was it 14 and 16? We're giving y'all scripture here. This is not just us. We're not saying that we just be professionals of the Bible. We're using the scriptures that we're given and we used. Um, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. It might sound a little crazy, but this is this is coming after like John three sixteen for God's mm -hmm. love the world. So we're explaining how Jesus came back like a boss when he he rose from the dead, and yeah. that, that's the whole thing. You can't name another religion. I call it a relationship, but for yeah. the sake of the conversation, yeah, you can't blame another uh, religion that the they they rose again. <laughs> Nobody's claiming yep. this this power and this presence. Yeah. Everybody's claiming it by works. Right. You know what I mean? And Christ came so that you don't have to do the works. Mm -hmm. He's already done them for you. It don't matter what you've done. If you're the best person in the world, the worst person. You, you in your eyes, saved. it yeah. says that you're the best person in the world. But to not receive the gift is the only acceptance that, that God sees, that cleansing. That's the blood. Now, one of the notes that I took, it says, yeah, as non-believers, they are asked to feel good about who they are when God wants us to be uncomfortable with sin. Say it again. I said, as non-believers, preachers of the, yep. the um, what was the word? The started with an M type of gospel that they preach? Moralistic. Moralistic. It says, as non-believers, they are asked to feel good about who they are when God wants us, the people, the creation, to be uncomfortable with sin. Okay. So we have to 
they're, they're so busy catering to the needs of the person to make them feel good that they're not allowing them to see the error that sin is and the separation that sin creates from the creator. Ooh. It's, Ooh. it's serious, man. I like a lot of bombs in this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that that's the that's the the secret sauce, as they say. You know, if you repent, confess your sins, yeah. believe, then you will be made right with God. Now, with that being said, <laughs> huge caveat. Does that mean just because I'm saved, I can go act a fool? Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, right? Not at all. So, and it's it's kind of like the, the judgment piece that I talked about on like that church hurt. You know, that, a, a prime example, I don't know, a stripper or something, walks into church, just came from the club. Just came. Trying to repent. Still got feel singles better. on her neck. Right, you're right. And the, the lady will come up, the judgment of the lady come up, so you got to get out, you can't be part of this church. So, the bigger picture is what should happen is let her sit down, and, and you might have like a dress code. I don't know. Just don't be naked, right? I, I um, would just stop it there. The, the but, I mean, a lot of people say come as you are. Christ met people right well, in people the middle use that of scripture like it's just Christ met people in the middle of a mess. That's true. You know what I'm saying? When he went to go preach to the sinners, he went where the sinners were. So you got a church, you can let the stripper come in there naked. If I got a church, I'm telling you, like it's it's about the love aspect. I'm not saying it, no. That, there's love like, involved. Like there's there's a I'm, there's people, a loving way. There's a loving way to correct yeah. who she is and what she's doing because her intention. It's, it's to get to know Christ. But that's the thing. Once she gets to know Christ, then, then she'll formulate it's an It's not our job as humans yeah. to change people's hearts. They not at the all. the same example in like relationships. Not Girl, you can't change that man. If he told you he was doing this, that, and the third. If he said he get, was a cheater. If he showed you who he was. Nine times out of ten, he's going to cheat. That's who he's going to be. If you don't know Christ. I'm just Listen, saying. You know, we backslide. You know, sometimes it happens. But whatever. Um, the point is. Is you you showing that godly love is changing that that woman that person that whatever you, that whatever you see as sin or bad person in your life you changing it with your heart you know that God let let God change their heart it's not your job to change the heart and that's why you're always using the undertone the gospel the gospel the gospel because why that's the most ultimate act of love ever that's the most ultimate act of love ever and we can't. Sure. We can't gloss over it, and I hope we keep mentioning it a bunch of times because that's ultimately what it is. I was just talking to my mom on the way home. Yes, I'm shouting you out again, mama. No, but um, she, my mom, and again, shout out to her, she, I mean, is my biggest fan. For sure. I mean, people as say that. As they should be. As they no, should I mean, be. I, I didn't even know that she would because that's yeah. not really her thing because she, she always so busy. Okay. She told me that I make time to listen, but she gives me feedback. And it's good feedback. It's not mom feedback. It's, it's unfiltered. Not, she don't yo. got. If y'all want to know where he learned to no tack from, no, nah, I learned that from my daddy. My <laughs> mom got a lot of tech. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, my daddy be like, hey, dog. No, my mom, my, my mama would do that too, though. Because she, she's probably got the meek. But no she's not afraid. Yeah, she's got she's, the meek no tack. She's tack. so bold, and as shy as she is, mm-hmm. she when it comes to she's so bold. I never forget. I think we had to like I don't know what we were doing at church, but. She would just walk up to somebody mm-hmm. and be like, hey, you know Jesus? Out the blue. Like she was just telling produce section. It, right beside the apples. Hey. Do you know Jesus, right? That's the best kind of person that you can meet because that's somebody who, who loves you so much that they don't care what it looks like to Ooh. other people. They don't care what you're thinking. They just like, I gotta, you got to know them. If you don't, I got to tell you about them. And that's how we should have the heart to do every single day as believers. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people cower away from that because they tell us that it's okay to be around like-minded people. 
You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's only about the congregation, and that's how they make you feel. Like it's a, it's almost like a gang. You know what I'm saying? Like if you ain't gang gang, we ain't gang, messing gang. with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then that's where the judgment comes in because it's a lot of thinkers being pointed. Which brings me to another point, a uh, uh-huh. topic. It says we are becoming a Christless church. Mm. You know what you I'm mean? saying? Like the whole meaning of the gospel was because of what Christ did for us. And if we continue down this feel good and make you uh, look at yourself as a good person and not challenge you to be better, then we remove Christ completely from the whole equation. Yeah. Like how many of these people, like after they make you feel good, just do an altar call because that's not salvation. If you didn't know that, that's not salvation. That is not teaching you the gospel. That mm-hmm. is you becoming a member it's of their church. That is you becoming a member. The altar <laughs> yeah. call is for you to become a member because the next thing they want you to do is plug into your local church. And so, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, no, people. I think, but so, the problem is you're not completely being discipled the way that right. you should be. What I'm hearing is the church is focused on membership. Membership, man, instead of converts. Then, but I don't know. I, I try to play devil's advocate in these situations. But it, it, I, I do feel like, for yeah. sure, that it needs to be more of an instructive piece. Of that's course. why they have new members' classes. But even still, they're just talking about the church, the history. Yeah. So where is the discipleship? And that's what I'm that's saying. Good. Like, I feel like it shouldn't be just a like, class. Yeah. This is what we're here for. We're not here to put people in pews, essentially. Yes, come in. Like, join. Like, serve. But, but at the same time, we should be more like, hey, we're training you to go. We're training you to fish. So the only gospel they're getting is that, they, hey, raise your hand, come up to you, pray. You gave your life to God, and that's it. Yeah. And after really that, you left with your same problems. Time. You left with your same issues, your same worries, and not being That's taught so how to work through them. Because essentially, it's not well, that no, you avoid. Back it up. No, you're right. We get yeah. that too, but yeah. the gospel. The gospel. They're never getting the real gospel. That's true. They get right. the heightened moment. Yeah, they, I'm crying. Yeah, I didn't backslid. Whatever. Give your life to Christ. Yeah, and that's cool. That's great. Love it. But that's it. That's all. It's and, a cutoff. It's like you cut the umbilical cord before you get the and nutrients. And they say, okay, cool. Now come work for us. Go work come for serve the youth department. Yep. Whatever. And immediately throw you into serving, and you still don't even know how Yo. Christ loves you. And or the only class you're, not you're getting is just about the church and how they operate. So you're not even sure because nobody ever checked up with me. Not I ever think of. Nobody ever checked. I went, did the whole thing, learned about the church. And once you became a member, Nobody what did they do? Ever, it was Threw just you into like the you're here now. Now serve. And then now what? Like we we're left to we're we're, we're empty containers trying to fill somebody up with something that we're not well, filled well, no, with in I the don't first think place. That, I don't think that we think we we're empty containers because we think we got. I gave my life a guy. I'm doing you know right. No, I'm saying uh, in, in actuality, the we totality are, yeah. of it. We're empty we trying to fill somebody up with something that we're not filled with in the first place. And we don't know nothing. Don't know nothing. Golly. We don't even know what <laughs> we don't even know what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what the gospel truly, truly and is. And it sounds simple. I say this all the time. A lot of things that sound simple are actually really complex. Yes, sir. If you just sit down, I mean, you could just talk about God's love for like, I mean, the 20, you know, uh, Mike Todd, mm-hmm. week 27, of, you know, you could talk about God's love and how deep it goes. And I, I've been a part of a, of a sermon series, as they call it, and they talk about God's love in different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they ever just, I mean, I think you should just like legit, like, I don't care. You're a preacher. 
take a seat, take a, a lazy boy, roll it out there, and sit down because you have to sit down and let it kind of envelop you for a minute. That's actually really good. It sounds weird. Like y'all might not get this this visual. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like winning the lottery. It's but when you said that, all I could think about was the the many stories of Christ that I've read in the Bible, right? Where he sat with people on mm-hmm. the Mount of Olives, and he's even the Mount Transfiguration when he yeah. ascended, he sat with them, with the multitude. He broke bread with them yep. and really just gave them his heart. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not just preaching at you, telling you what you shouldn't do and what you're not supposed to do, trying to teach you a religion or a lifestyle, but I'm actually immersing you into the culture that is Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like well, who the he culture is. is it's love. The the love of Christ. But and we, if you're submersed in that, that, yeah. If you're not submersed in it, then it's you over. Gloss over that. And so, again, we gotta keep saying that we're not here to. We ain't perfect, y'all. To just say we got it all together. Mm-hmm. We're only. I mean, if anything, we're complete as a unit right now because he has something <laughs> I don't have. I don't. You know, that's what it's and all still about. Still missing it, y'all. And still missing it. We could talk about this for like hours. So, um, before I go to my next page of notes, I gotta hit that. So it was Ephesians two. Okay. Because um, this was along with the Catholicism piece. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of my favorite words. I have a list in my notes. It's not what the word means. It's yeah. just the way it sounds when <laughs> I say it. It has nothing to do with the definition. Like I like the word egregious. Egregious. Where did the word come from? I first heard it on Pirates of the Caribbean. He said, you know, he's egregious. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like infamous. It's gonna be infamous for being something wrong. It's, huh. it's a weird little word. You learn something every day. Every day. Um, but I like saying the word Catholicism. Catholicism. I think I just broke the fourth wall. No, so <laughs> Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it said, For by grace you have been saved mm. through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now, segue. Bam. Segue into, what is it? Uh, James 2 and 26, which I have right here. My wife is still podcast. Look at this. James <laughs> 6 to 20. So, wait, wait, wait. It's they, people always say, but Jay, we're mad. For as a body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. But I thought faith without works is dead. Faith without works. That's the favorite go-to scripture. I thought faith without works, which is what we just debunked, mm-hmm. is dead. You want to touch on that? You want me to? So here's my take on this. The works as far as God is, it's like, we pray to, I'm going to give you an example. So we pray to God for a job, but we don't fill out job applications. Mm. The work is Woo. not God going to get the job for you, for God doing the work for you, because then you're not going to learn anything in life. God allows us to go through situations so that we are trained to be more prepared in the future to be able to teach somebody else through the things that we've experienced, which is called our testimony. Yes. Christ had to go through the things he went through in order to teach us that we can overcome them. Mm. The faith is believing that Christ overcame them because he was the sacrifice so that we don't have to, therefore, do the works which he came to do for us. And that's the analogy that they used. I, I wrote it down exactly how they did it in the, uh, <laughs> the documentary. So I, I forgot how they had it first. I think it was like. It was it faith was like, plus works equals salvation. Yeah, it was faith plus works equals salvation. But mm-hmm. it's really, 
faith, was it plus salvation mm-hmm. equals the fruit? Mm-hmm. It's like it's about the fruit. It is. So it's the same thing as the stripper. We use her again. We're going to call her. Look, let's call her Coco. Coco. I like that. We're going to call her Coco. That's so different. Coco mm-hmm. walks in. Then she, she we, they say in the perfect church, quote unquote. Yeah. Walks in, gets that discipleship, gains the faith. She gets saved. And from that experience, there comes the fruit. Mm. See okay. how that worked? So that, say it that, again, because <laughs> for real. So Coco walks in. Um, she actually has. She gets the teaching. Yes, yeah, she got saved, Bam. which is good. But she gets, she gets taught the gospel. She understands. There's a rhyme and a reason. Because all her questions answered, whatever. Yes. Plus the salvation, which is what she received. But it's a complete salvation, not just a membership card mm-hmm. or a new members class. And there comes the fruit. The what does fruit look like? The fruit is her coming there, but naked. Now nah, she wearing a skirt, mm. or now nah, she, you know, whatever right looks like to you. I don't know. Because here's a better you know, example. <laughs> so the fruit is the change that happens in your heart when you're introduced to Christ, and it makes you want to do better. And it it gives you the desire to please yes. the God that saved you. Just like I've been running more lately. That's the I want to eat healthier because I don't want. I'm like I'm wasting it. And the fruit after <laughs> that would then be his abs. That's correct. You know what I'm saying? That fitness, knowing that he actually put in the work, because Christ ain't about to just give him abs. He has to put in some type of work. They're there, by the way. You know what I'm saying? It's not that. (laughs) See, I think people confuse what works with works, and I'm going to explain that. Because the work actually means you physically doing something. The works, like faith without works, the works are Christ coming in to do the work as far as salvation and things that we think that we need to do in order to fulfill salvation. You get what I'm saying? Like, and if y'all don't, the understanding Break is like, down. I, I was I was taught as a young man that if if God come back, which is in, in the rapture to come back and get his kids, was in, um, his children, all the believers and everybody who believes in Christ, mm. he's going to come back and get them. If, if he catches you, when he comes back in sin, then you're going to get left behind. That's what I was taught as a, as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Not having the understanding that God knows you're not perfect. And God knows that you're going to fall short of the glory. His mercy and his grace is sufficient to get you over that hump. Yeah. It's not that we go into the world intentionally sinning and then say, hey, God got me. Like, boom, checklist, because I already got yeah. salvation, so God got well, me. That, that's it's the not thing. that. People saying, I'm a sin anyway, so yeah. why even get saved? See, that's the question. The thing is, like, sin is the, is the ultimate uh, separator and divider from God. Now, when we sin and we're in Christ, he said, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Mm-hmm. Layman's term, he knows that you're going to sin as you're walking after him, but you're not condemned and you're not cast down because he's the gift that gave you salvation. And as long as you continue to follow after that, then you're going to be okay. And that's why the gospel has to be repeated. I mean, almost daily. Daily. You got to live because, the gospel. I mean, we go through stages, we go through this roller coaster of emotions, of us trying to get better. And even if we feel like we're just great Christian. I mean, I've talked to people that it felt like stagnant, felt mm-hmm. complacent. It was like, okay, well, I'm here, I'm saved, I go to church every Sunday, I serve in the youth ministry, um, I treat everybody right, blah, 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 and now they feel complacent. 
And yeah. I want to touch on that too before we get back on topic. Um, and your complacency, and I, ooh, I don't know, I feel like yeah, somebody needs to feel hit good. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, um, God just told me to just set up. He was like, "Hold on, I got, the, I got something on my chest." You know, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> no. Um, so it's a lot of people like that that just serve, and it's Sunday after Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, mm-hmm. they, they feel they feel like that um that dream. And I feel like yeah. that before as well. So when you, and I know this for a fact, when you feel like you're complacent, you're just kind of going through the motions, that's an invitation mm. for God to say, he's like, let's go deeper. Yeah. Now, with that's that good. being said, that's you can good. get saved right now. You could call me right now. You get saved, you pray, and you're good. You you punch your ticket to heaven. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. Okay? You got to believe it, obviously. I mean, yeah, yeah. Playing, you can't just say it with your, your lips. heart, you know, but yeah. you repent, believe the whole nine yards. Now, you're on this journey. And you, so that's what people start. Mm-hmm. They start on this journey, start getting, you know, dug in the church. But after a while, it becomes like still water. Yep. Mosquitoes start coming, you know. And that's where you have to go deeper. Now, that could mean spiritual gifts. That could mean, you know, like me, I feel like I had to start learning more just about the, you know, the heart of God. Yeah. The, the love of Jesus, going back to the basics. But it's it, like I know like God loves me. Yeah. I don't know to the extent it's, of how his look like. That's I, real. And I don't, that's the thing. You don't, I'll never fully You will never fully, until you get there and you get to meet him and you bow before him, I mean, you'll never get it. Tears. You're never so, going to get I, it. And if, maybe you have had this experience, but if you just sit back and, like I said, get that on that, that lazy boy, you just sit back and realize, <laughs> okay, I woke up this morning. Yeah. You know, and oh, what's that? I don't know if it's Craig Rochelle, but. He was with Pastor Furtick. And they talk. Oh, we're going to get to that, too. Oh, I got to get Bruh. to that. So they was talking about <laughs> preaching. No. So um, he said, okay, if you have a car, you're, like, richer than, like, 80% of the world. If you can go to, like, Old Charlie's or something or Olive Garden. Everybody knows Olive Garden. Yeah. And you get to actually drive somewhere with your gas on roads that aren't, like, dirt. filled with dirt and trash everywhere. You ain't getting shot, right? Able to park. Somebody opened the door for you. Somebody, a separate person walks you to your table. Mm-hmm. A separate person takes your order. A separate person cooks your food. food. Okay? Yeah. You eat said food. You drive. He said, bro, you're rich in like 80 to 90% of the world. But we complain. Yeah. And we don't realize that we could have been born in some third world country and all we got is, you know, a piece of broccoli every day. And the only water you drink come from the sky. Now, with that being said, you're like, dang, dang, Jake, don't make me feel bad. But no, but it's just when you start to unravel all the blessings that you already got. That you, you take for granted. That fight at your job just seems so small. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, when, when you, you start complaining about small stuff, you're, you're blessed. Yeah. The fact that I, could, I, I can complain about not having a haircut yet. I got a do-rag on in the you video right now. You know what I'm saying? You know I, got, what I'm saying? I can go pay somebody $20, $30 to go cut my hair right now and not even think Shameless about it. plug. What? Oh, yeah, he cut yeah, hair, too. I, I wasn't pointing at you, but I was yeah. just saying. Yeah, you know? just saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you want to get a cut by Matt? Eat your okay. Um, But it's really understand, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like They talk about all this stuff in the American gospel, yeah. but it's always leading back to Jesus. Always. All, the common denominator is his love for you. The common denominator is him coming on earth li- and living in the fleshly body, understanding, feeling the emotions, dying, yeah. you know, 
And it's, it, can, it can sound like a lot because it is. And there's no way that we, we can even explain the depth of it. It's true because I heard in a marriage counseling session one time that if you can explain the love that you're showing, then it's not really love. Like, wrap your mind around that for one second. Hmm. Because the Bible says that God is love. And if mm. you can explain love, then you can explain God. That's good. And you can't do either. Love is one of those things that is, it's not temporal, but it's, it's not conditional in the sense that I only love you if you do for me. It's conditional because everybody receives and needs love in a different way. Mm. And God knows exactly the way that each person needs said love. And he can interpret it in so many different ways where, like with me and Jay, no tight. That's how we get down. No tight talk. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> if I if I got to hear something, I got to hear it blunt. I got to hear it like up front, like, oh, be real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But to me, that's love because he was honest and open enough to say it as directly as he possibly could <laughs> because that's his character. And I appreciate that. Whereas somebody else would need the type of love where they might Sugar need... Coating. They might need you to dumb it down. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. But they might need softer words. You know what I'm that's saying? That's why I ain't got that many friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's the true... St- no tech. That's why I can count the friends on my one hand. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, God God really knows, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it says in the word that he can... He knows the exact number of hairs that we have on our head. He knows the specific number of grains of sand on the beach. God loves you in a capacity that you can fathom or understand. And the fact that people aren't getting the gospel to understand said love or know that it's somebody that loves them that much in the limps that they were willing to go through yeah. to bring you back to somebody who created you. Like it, it, it supersedes anything like you can ever fathom or imagine. You know what I'm saying? That's good. You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's pay some bills. <laughs> that, that's a good place to stop. So, yes, sir. I'm going to put some applause right here. What is this? 38 minutes? Let's see. This is a momentous occasion. I got my first sponsor, y'all. No. So, we have uh, Live Fearlessly. You know, the, the podcast is getting bigger. So, of course, we're getting sponsors. Shout out to LiveFearlesslyShop.com. Now, let's be honest. It's a lot of us out here afraid to walk in our truth. Mm-hmm. If you have been looking for a way to boldly live in your truth for the world to see, I've got a dope, newfound Christian apparel line that solely designs their products to bring awareness to living a fearless lifestyle. Now, what does a fearless lifestyle mean? To me, in um, Jesus. bold as a lion, man. Um, not cowering when the opportunity presents itself for you to allow your light to shine on somebody who's walking in darkness. And I'm not saying living in sin. I mean, like, walking in darkness. Mm. Like, despair, uh, anxiety, depression. Like, giving them an opportunity to to feel love in, in that dark place and in that deep hole, being the hand to reach, them up, reach, reach down and pull them out and not care what it looks like to other people. Oh. Okay, there you go. Fearless. You know, Bam. So, what's good about this uh, is company, it's a clothing company, um, they're black-owned. Everybody's focused on black owned, right? Now, black owned, let me just say this too. It don't mean that they give you a discount because you're black. Pay full price. If you really support somebody, <laughs> please pay for it. You know, show some love the right way. No, but uh, Christian Apparel brand, uh, you might have saw it on my Instagram. Dope shirts. Now, I want to say this too. 
it's not one of them shirts, you know, Matt, that you buy one time and then it starts to fade mm-hmm. after you wash it. Or like, I mean, I got a shirt a while back. I mean, I could literally peel the logo off. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they legit ironed yeah, it yeah, before cheap. they gave it to me. Like, it's a really good shirt. Not really moisture wicking, but it's like, a, I don't know. It's a good shirt. Yeah, it's a you good quality. A good shirt feel like. You know what a good fabric feel like. And guys. that's real talk. It's not just because it's an ad. It's just because it's real. Because I stand behind mine. We do it. No, no tack, baby. No. For sure. Um, they create and represent a fearless and unapologetic and bold way of life. We as children of God are designed to declare God's truth fearlessly mm-hmm. and to live a fearless life. So, with all that being said, livefearlesslyshop.com. Livefearlesslyshop.com. That's where you can go and uh, support a black-owned business, a black Christian, abis- Christian apparel business, and uh, hook it up. With all that being said, my next segue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they talked about um, parables in, a, in the Bible. That's the word I couldn't think of I yesterday. I'm with, hey, I'm here, I'm here for you. Like, you know? when I tell you, I was like, I had to use the word <laughs> examples because I couldn't think of the word parables. And I, I always explain, I never assume... <laughs> <laughs> that people know what I'm talking about. A parable is a story. It's mm-hmm. uh, about Jesus. It's more specifically because the whole Bible, ultimately, we we'll get to that in a minute, is about Jesus. It don't matter if yes. it's naming all the lineages. It still leads up to Jesus. It don't matter if it's the most boring scripture, quote unquote, in the Bible. It's still about Jesus. Even the smallest scripture. Even the smallest scripture. So use one of the major parables. And now, with that being said, every parable, and we're not going to go into this, mm-hmm. didn't happen. People need to know that. Examples. People, now you metaphors. Can, you, can do, you can use your own research and mm-hmm. what you believe, what was real and what was fake. But people be like, I can't believe that happened. Maybe it didn't. <laughs> Maybe it did. Some stuff I believe it happened. I do believe it. David and Goliath happened. Mm-hmm. I do believe that uh, Meshach, what is it? Shadrach, Meshach, Shadrach, and, Meshach and the Bed Negro. And the Billy Goat. <laughs> I believe that happened. Yeah. Uh, but a, a lot of the other parables, I go down the list. I had like a list that I had. I but, think the like a certain parable, like the parable of the fig tree. Yeah. I think he used it as an yeah, example. It was examples. He, of, he I, tied yeah. it into his his message and allowed them to have a visual mm-hmm. to, to be able to correlate the, the words that he was speaking mm-hmm. to something that they could actually see. Because for a lot of people, seeing, unfortunately, is, is believing. Believe. But it's so, context. It is. It's all about context. So before you bash the Bible, use the scripture and twist it like a Jehovah Witness or something. Ah. Uh, oh. Oh, excuse me. I just burped. I didn't mean to pause. That was mm-hmm. a crazy pause. No. <laughs> uh, you know, you get context. Do the research before you decide to, you know, that's my own little chip on my shoulder. Go against God or forget that or post them on Facebook. That's why I'm going to church no way. Blah, blah, blah. You and it's not like God your, needs the defense, yo, he don't but it's like you, we love him he so much because we know him, actually Listen. know him, and we're not just reading the scripture yeah. or getting what somebody else say. We actually have we relationship with him that we have to defend him because you somebody that you us. love, you're going to go to <laughs> bat for them. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I just get tired of people playing God. This is my for whole sure. little thing. Back to American gospel. We back. So um, they use the example of David and Goliath. So... This is one of those pause moments that we had because mm-hmm. the preacher. And now let me just say, too, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that. They was coming for people like we like, or I like personally, Stephen Furtick. Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe. Came for your boy, Miles Monroe. Uh, came for T.D. Jakes. Yeah, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Now, we get Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen, yeah. I get that. Um, Whatever. You can have Joyce him. Meyer. Joyce Meyer. Benny Hinn. It's a Benny lot of people. Hinn. They was coming for y'all, we, did I write that down? Oh, yeah, it's right. It's next. Okay, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But we're talking about regular day preacher. 
Now, I don't necessarily think there is nothing wrong with, okay, how do they say it? So you're not David. Yeah. This is this is the nutshell right here. So when they say you're you're David and you know, let's say you know your marriage, your broken marriage or something is the Goliath. Or the finances are the is the Goliath or you know, your broken toe or cancer or whatever is a Goliath. Yeah. And the preacher says, well, you're David. You can take that slingshot of hope or whatever it was and and beat cancer. Okay. And there was a buzzer, right? He'd be like, okay. Wrong. Now, this is, I, I think we had a conversation. We was, did. We did. So it was like, I get it where they're coming from as long as they wrap it up in the bow of the gospel of Jesus. And you said what? Because I forgot. Um, so basically we, we try to input ourselves into David's shoes, but we have to understand that the correlation between David was the example of still Christ mm-hmm. coming on our behalf and knowing us as the, the vessels looking for the savior cannot do it without God. Because the second David stepped off and tried to do it himself, sin begat sin begat sin begat sin until death. Right. And then the death. <laughs> took part not only on him but also the son that was born out of that that sin mm. well it's context it's so so that we're the sin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're the sin in this story we are and the only saving grace is that god still called david a man after his own heart and because we have salvation through christ he knows that we are sinful deceitful murderous wicked yeah. people that need saving just by nature just by you can you want to be as even, good as you want to be i'm gonna tell you like this a two-year-old will lie to protect themselves they're born lying. and they never have been taught how to lie and i know you saying you got kids i got you three liars i mean i'm three kid, kids right <laughs> you ever see a kid that lie in your face like they in the cookie jar did you get that cookie my oldest son bruh he will stand there and we know what his lie face look like people yo we know what the tone is when he tried to defend we're his lie we're born lying we're born sinning it's in our it's nature it's in us so the fact that god still referred to david after a man after his own heart because of the redemptive great compliment spirit that he had like it's not it is i have not sinned against you but against god and god only have i sinned if we all adopted that way of thinking then, then we will be better believers because we will then understand that it is not by your works that you are saved. It is by the grace of God that he gave. Dropping bombs. What is it? 4631? <laughs> Bomb at 4631. I'm having fun this time. I don't care. That's what's this up. is the thing. I was, side note, sidebar. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm having fun. That's what's up, man. And it, I listen to a lot of podcasts. People are like, well, you got to be, you know, we're professional. We got the whole little setup here. But this is a conversation. Do Our conversations just so tailored dude, if, to just if, be perfect. If like, you no, can't enjoy yourself talking about what you love Let's go. and who you love, man, I don't even think you should be doing it, man. Like, anyway. I be seeing so many passionate people talking about rap. Like, they love rap. I love you know, talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he do, y'all. He do. It's nice. But yeah. you got to love it. And that's the... When you overtaken by this thing, man, like and you just so passionate about this, yeah, it, it bring out a side of you that not many people get the privilege of seeing. You welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, you welcome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Okay, I don't get to so see that the power of sin. Um, <laughs> this is a small little nugget before we get to the preachers because I can't wait till we talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so the sum that part of the the documentary oh, up. Go ahead. My bad. I got a question. Go ahead. It says, what do we as a church put emphasis on in our walk with God that allows us to remove Jesus at the center? I need you to say it again. I'm paying attention. All right. What do we <laughs> as a church put emphasis on okay. in our walk with God that allows us to remove Jesus at the center? And I'm not speaking from a sinful perspective. Um, I'm speaking. Entertainment in the entertainment. church. Entertainment. Entertainment in the church. I'm telling you, like. Yeah. If you if you Did I get it right it yeah oh snap so look people spend so much time making church a spectacle because the reason that I, I said this is because people so adamantly want to put on a show mm-hmm. as if God needs the the antics or the theatrics of what they're doing when the gospel is enough now I'm so not what's saying the argument of meeting people where they are no I'm not saying I'm just asking no no there's no argument so if if somebody needs is a visual learner. And you give them visual tools to help them remember the message. That's one thing. That's a difference between you putting on a theatrical show, you putting on a theatrical show, (laughs) and then not giving them the gospel, and then asking for an offering, and then sending them up there to get. We're talking about different levels of believers. Yeah. So the mature believer could be like, "You're right. I don't need all that." Just to say I love God, mm-hmm. but we're talking about the baby Christian, the babies. Who they think now, but now we no, introducing that and they, we're making them think that's an what they need. Because you're going, let's just use it as an example. Yeah, I'm not coming for nobody, but you're going for the club to church, mm-hmm. and they the church as we see that we don't agree with. Like it yeah. just creates that club atmosphere, that loud music, that whatever. <laughs> let's get ready for church, y'all. Right. Um, and they try to get you there. You get excited, man. You, you yeah. leave, man. Church was great today. They had the music, the lights. You know, somebody sky dove out the sky. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, but as you get kind of deeper into it, like we said, you know, sitting down. Let's call it lazy. We might just call this episode like lazy. No, we gotta call it American Gospel. That's the title. I guess. But having maybe a, we it, we'll see know, if something else pop out of God bless you with something else. <laughs> you had a lazy. I call it lazy boy moments where you really can just you know permeate. Mm. Mm, that's, that's a good word. Ooh, I like that that's word. That's on my list as well. I like that word. Let this God's love permeate in you. It's right? like saturation, right? That's like in that's good. Yeah. Well, permeate is kind of like you like absolving into something. Like you here, just I just do it. another one in there. Absolving. I mean, I read books. Like, you know what I'm saying? Know, no. <laughs> Um, it's like you legit just like soaking in that that bed, like oh, you just slowly come down in that Tempur-Pedic, right? That's permeate. I know that. And you letting God just it's that yell that you get when you're really feeling, you know. And it's like I was just gonna say, I forgot you won the lottery, and for me at least, I don't know about y'all, but I would have to sit down for like a smooth day and just process that. Check my regions app at different parts of the day. <laughs> For one, I'm making sure it's still real. <laughs> but for two, I'm like, oh, man. Okay. <sighs> I got a million dollars. Jesus. And then I, go, I, then I go, like, wash the dishes. And I come back again. Oh, it's snap. It's still moment. there. It's okay, kind of cool, a surreal cool, moment. Cool, cool. <laughs> you know? I get that. Um, I'm off topic. No, so sin, we love it. And you have to be honest with yourself. We love sin. Now I'm gonna we gonna I'm gonna say it again. You wanna say it with me? We, we love, love sin. sin. Now pause. We do. Sorry. 
Okay, so we love doing the wrong thing. We love, we have those thoughts of robbing the bank, cheating on our wives, cheating on our husbands, seeing that, that, that work wife, whatever you call it, right? Lusting. Lusting, mm. you know, adultery, mm. pornography, mm. all the ease, right? <laughs> you know, we love it. Yeah. I, I love it. Matt loves it. Wait, wait a minute. You do. Be, you love sin. Okay, I mean, if it's, if it's just for the sake of argument. No, no you just I'm said just kidding, it. We, often we say, did. We said it. We was born in it, right? Born in it. So if we love it so much, like, like again, the question is why do we, why do we fight so hard to just not do, go against our natural response? And we, they, they talked about this a bunch. Go ahead. I mean, I, I would, I would have to say, like, with the atmosphere set for sin, it's hard not to. Like we're we're like when the Bible says we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity, yeah. like the the parameters of that is giving up dominion on the earth and allowing the enemy to set the atmosphere for what we grow up in and and what we know as the norm. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we understand about sin, or if you don't understand, sin pushes the threshold. So what one generation does, the next generation is going to push the envelope. Mm. So it gets more wicked the longer you're here. So I know how people say, like, it's nothing new under the sun, but people find a new way to commit old sins. Well, it's still the same sin. But it's still the same. It's it's sin that's the bottom line. Yeah. Because in God's eyes, all of them are the same. A white lie or cheating your wife on camera. It's a lie. Regardless, all of it is sin, and it's a stench in the nostrils of God. Mm. And see, that's, see, Matt good with the That's the why scripture. the gospel is so important, though. Now, let me shout you out. All right. Matt, that's why, that's why this, this is y'all. such a a good yin-yang, you know, like the avatar with the fish. <laughs> <laughs> the moon spirit. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> I'm a cartoon no, watcher, so I know what he's talking about. I know, about. I I know, know so what he's talking about. I have, like, I don't know. He, he can say, explain the bill. I, I just got more of, like, the emotion give you the feeling. Matt got, like, bro. God said in this scripture in this day, and he make it sound deep. He got like that, <laughs> mm, you know, behind it. No, see, look. So look, it's it's like I'm, I'm the type of person that's like, I know the word. I know it. He knows the I word. Re- let's not let's not mistake the villain. I can't regurgitate it. He can't it like regurgitate it. But all. what he can do is he can take the word and put it in an applicable situation, correct, correct. so that you can see it visually in your life. Yeah. Like I can revert back to the word and I can tie it into what he's saying, but then he can take what I'm saying and be like, "Yo, you heard what he said, right?" Well, this is what it really yeah, mean. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he'd be like the, the, the notes. <laughs> yeah. So he got all of the the insight, and it's like he got the understanding. Yeah. But it's like to spit it back out. It's like, um, well, this is what I'm getting from it. This is the interpretation because that I God always, gives me. I always try to see it from practically. Yeah, from the practical example because. Me and you could be able to have a super intellectual conversation, but for me, if we're, we're supposed to be disciples, I need to be able to, because that's what happens. When people get out of theology school, they know a lot of stuff, doctor, whatever, right? And they, I'm doctor, da 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 You know, good for you. You got a PhD in theology, but that ain't saving souls. It's not. So they always talk about the hermeneutics. You can look that up. All the, uh, what's the other one? The hermeneutics is something else. It's, it's pretty much just, don't give me the, the line, flow, yeah. you know, the flow of how your theology is, all these big words and good for you. You know, all the big words, but the big words not going to say to man that you just met if, at, at Walmart. That's true. And you know what? Sometimes, man, God, God gave parables because 
the way that he spoke, they didn't understand. They so wouldn't he have spoke understood. It in spir- in, uh, parables. So, like he said, to not be so spiritual to the point that we're no earthly good. Ooh, see, that's what he got anyway. So, <laughs> that that's what that is. Like, I can't give you all scripture all the time. Like, Jay's like the other half of the scripture because not only do you want the word, but you want to understand how application. How can you apply it to your life? Okay. So it's necessary. Now we get to my favorite part. We're right under an hour. We're doing good. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be way I'm, I'm not still, even going to lie to you. I, I still got a page and a half left, though. You know, I still ain't even got to the bottom of my notes. But, hey. Go ahead. You got something, too? Because um, my next one is the, uh, the tele, televangelist. Okay, so this. I know y'all skipped the part. You did. Go ahead. Um, let me see. Uh, this one. Uh, one of the main things a believer says, I'm not as bad as they are or them or are they doing the worst things than I am. Like, so. So this part, this part of the, um, this, the, um, it was toward the beginning and they were saying like the comparison. Yeah. Yeah, It it was like a comparison, like as far as believers casting judgment because they think that they know Christ. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, like, this is the most devilish and evil and wickedest thing that anybody can do to point the finger at somebody and not recognize that those fingers that they're pointing are pointing right back at them. Because I say that I say this because if you're if you're a true believer and you're truly saved, then you have to understand that you started where they were. Start and the saving the grace should be the reminder that you were there once. So you know that they're gonna make mistakes. You know that they're gonna fall short and not be critical, but be loving enough to reach down and pick them up every time that they fall. Because Christ in turn did that for you. Mm-hmm. Every time you fall, Christ is there to pick you up with open arms. And every time you repent, he doesn't even remember what you did. Mm. So the Bible says that God casts our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Like, that's literal with God. You so come why, into him. So why people be hating on so, the new Christians? So, look, because they judgment. They think they put themselves on a pedestal thinking that they have a place of righteousness to point down at because the, they the live a certain lifestyle. I'm a pastor's secretary, and I just, hey, you better respond to my email. So, like, like when we go to God, we <laughs> go to him like. yeah. repentive as far as things that we continually do, right? And look, God look, looking at status. you, God get, looking at you like. They get status and, and feel like they, you know, they've been in this so long at this level when you've been through the same thing that yeah. somebody else has been through. And so. There's a there's an amount uh, leadership should always be your most you know was it hum- transparent transparent I mean most he, I keep saying humility what's the word for that humble, humble Jesus yeah, humble. Christ yeah humble it, it should be your most humble person at the church leadership should be like the first one to just all right make sure I check myself that's why we were saying we we had a conversation y'all we said that uh, we can't follow somebody or learn a word from somebody who ain't been in the streets or ain't yeah. been in the trenches. Like, if you can't teach me anything that you haven't gone through. That's like trying to give me marriage counseling and you're not married. Ooh. Like, you can't, Ooh. You can't give me counsel and wisdom on how to raise my kids and you don't have any. That's right. I tried. It didn't work. One time. It doesn't work, guys. <laughs> like, you cannot educate somebody on things that you haven't gone through. You can read about it. Yeah. You can think you know what it takes to do this. That's why I get confused when a lot of people write books about kids that don't have them. They do that for real? I didn't know that. There are a ton of books from people who tell you how to raise your kids. How, Sway? If I knew that answer, I'd be God. (laughs) Nobody know that? I mean, so 
But that's where I feel like that there's a lack in um, this is the human side because how I, I always tell people mm-hmm. how I came back to God and my relationship was a lot of human application. It was a lot of me. Um, like I, I like you listen to Jay's therapy sessions. Um, it's stuff that I have to work out that I can't. I mean, I, ultimately I can. You know, God like fix my family issues or whatever, right? But then it's his choice. Well, no, because God puts people on this earth to do that. Like, yeah. you're not, okay, God can, hit, God can heal my cancer, but I mean, I'm not going to go to chemotherapy, right? And so, true. when I'm going to therapy... But... Go ahead. It's all for the purpose. What? You know what I'm saying? Everything that he does is is, is for his glory. So, yeah, if, he, if he sends he, he you to the chemotherapy... You know what I'm saying? If he sends you I to the to chemo... I have to do it. I have to go. Yeah, but if he sends you to the chemo, that was his will. But if he takes it and he removes it just... That doesn't mean I'm not going to go to chemo, though. No, no. You know? But there are certain situations where people prayed, and because that was his will, that's what he did so that the glory would go to him. Well, The glory's not going to go to the praying, doctor. You're praising God you're for the chemotherapist. You're still praying, and you're still you know what doing what's necessary. Yeah. Like, you can't walk without faith, guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this thing, how you going to believe in a God you can't see? It requires a certain level of faith. And you know what that level is? A mustard seed. Yeah. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the only reason I brought this up is because my my brother and the cancer is it was a good topic. Okay. Like it was a great like like segue. Like my brother died from cancer. And for so long, as a as a young man growing up in the faith, I was taught that when you pray the will of God, that he gotta listen to his word, he gotta obey his own words, and he had to do whatever you ask him. And it's like for me. I had to come to the realization, the ugly realization, that God does not heal everybody. God does not give you everything. He doesn't. Well, if he and if he does, it's for his glory. For his glory. That's it. If it doesn't benefit God, then he's not doing it. I'm sorry, guys. He's not. And if it does benefit you, that you will receive salvation and you can be a living witness to say, yes, I do have cancer. Yes, I do have this lung disease, but guess what? I'm so much closer to God than I ever was because this made me realize how precious life really is mm. or this made me realize how insignificant I really am. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like you don't you don't get that understanding until you come to a, come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Well, so what's the coming to Jesus moment? Where you know that you can't do it. Because people think it's like this, aha. Nah. God's coming out of the sky, and I'm just going to. So I'm going to tell you what. You know. Let me tell you a little background about me. So <laughs> I grew up in a church at, at nine. Like, I think I started going, going to church at nine years old. But the thing is, I didn't receive Christ as my Lord and Savior until I was an adult. But, no. Really? No, we talk, so really I, got the gospel. I, I don't know. So we talked about you kind of you not being forced to join the church, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like all right now. Yeah, three Sundays, yep. AJ, when you yep. go join the church. Oh my god! And they, they have like the little pew. <laughs> it's like a photo. They always bring, they always bring the chair in front of the little, the pulpit, and they looking at you. Your auntie looking at you. Go on up, baby. Go on, go it's on. Your time. Let them use you. You like twelve. You don't know yeah. nothing. You right? still don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like growing right. up in the church, you think that you're saved <laughs> and because you're going through these motions or you're going through these antics. And I'm not mm. saying that you're not learning, but then it's like, did you really receive them? Because that's you what know you what you're, wanted. You're saying. Like you repeat after the pastor. Mm-hmm. 
You don't say, know why you repeating it. You don't know why you just repeating it. Everybody looking at you. You trying to get off the stage or yep. whatever. And you're like, okay, I just gave my life to Christ. Now what? Now what? But no, the next Sunday, they're like, oh, congratulations. You did that. And like, what did I do? <laughs> it's like, what did I do? I don't know what I did. I just repeated after you. Yeah, I gave my life yeah. to Christ. But do you, okay, so, okay, big question. If you die right then, mm-hmm. you still going to heaven? Because were you really sincere? If you were just doing what the the people were telling you to do, you kind of just, like, you saw your cousin go up there, you saw somebody else go up there, you felt like you had to go. I believe you really- that God is merciful, and I believe the intentions behind what we would do. And I also think that God would have mercy on whom he would have mercy. His words, not mine. So mm-hmm. in that situation, I believe that there is an age that you reach where there's a level of understanding, an age of understanding, um, where you know right from wrong, sin, and, and 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 holy. Like even if like the morality of a human being is built off the basis of a Bible. Ooh, break that down, please. Whether they choose to admit it or not, morality is simply like because if, if there was no morality, then why wouldn't the we just do whatever? The morality of a human being is based off the Bibles. That's what we were just talking about, moralistic preaching. Moralistic though. preaching. It, so, they're only just teaching, do good, do good, do, do good. good. And if you don't, so, you go to hell. So morality is two things. Immorality is anything that's enmity or opposite of God and in, in moral. Mm-hmm. So, But to have a basis of morality, you would have to have a place or a stance to build it upon. Okay. In the Bible... Even if we're going with the Old Testament, morality, thou shalt not what? Thou shalt not what? Yeah. Thou shalt not, huh? <laughs> Honor who? What? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's morality because it's giving you a, a stance of right and wrong, what you should and what so, you shouldn't okay. do. So why is it so hard for people to get over my good works versus just accept? I mean, cause it's a free gift. It is. You give your life to God and mm-hmm. you're already saved. You're already forgiven. You're yeah. saying right now you're forgiven because the blood is forever. Because right? it's too simple. Okay, there we go. That's it's too simple. There we go. <laughs> it feels like it should be some work. Yeah, just because we're we're conditioned as humans to work, you get paid. Uh, treat my wife right, I get some extra. But I that's know, even chicken, that's right? even more to the <laughs> point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because God said, once we sin, you gonna earn your keep by the sweat of your brow. Yeah. That hasn't changed. The only thing that changed is the sacrifice that's made on our behalf to receive atonement for the sins. Yeah. We no longer have to do that. You're right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even even in the simplest form, like with, with salvation being so simple and so easy, we complicate it as human beings. Mm-hmm. God doesn't complicate it because God is, he, what he says is who he is, and who he is is what he says. Okay. I love you, therefore I love my son, so I give you him. In the mm-hmm. place of the sin that you would have had, and I'm again, a, and I'm allow him to take what we it. just said, from that salvation comes the good works. Yes. And so it's not like I work to get into heaven. Nope. Because you already got you're your saved, ticket punched. You're good. And people are like, you took your ticket punched. Like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's simple because my thing is like, if I didn't believe in nothing at all, it shouldn't be hard. No. Nah. If, if I, I would, that's why I say I always look at it from like the person who don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah. And if you're talking to me, okay, good, love, fear everybody right, da, da, da. But right. ultimately, knowing that we just do messed up stuff, we we're do. prone to do messed up stuff, 
it's like, man, like I'm already saved. So that would prompt me, at least me, if God is our, if I've already been saved, I've already been covered by Jesus' blood, died for my sins, and I understand that I got mm-hmm. the gospel. Yep, you got it. what we're talking about. Then it, it would kind of prompt you to want to do better. So think of it from like not even scriptural, not even from a Bible perspective. If somebody got it out the mud, that's the term that we like to use in, in the, you know what I'm saying? We got it out the mud. Right. But then I pull somebody else up out of the mud. What am I doing now? I'm reaching back to get somebody else. Mm-hmm. And what does that person then feel that got pulled out of the mud? A sense of obligation to the person that got them up. Now, they're going to work so hard to show that person that they appreciate that they pulled them up by doing what? Pulling somebody else up. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that as believers? Because we want to get ours. We want to We want to look uh, good in front of the people that think that we want to look good in front of the people that we worship. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. We want to look good in front yep. of the people that we worship or that we and, and that we spend in worship with. They don't want to go back. I'm I'm already delivered from my stuff. I'm so saved. why would I go back to that? To I'm not going to give you the game. I don't want you to know what I did. I don't want to tell you how was, I got here. It was 2012. We in 2020. I'm here with it now. <laughs> For real. Yeah, and no, that, yeah. but that's how you get in a church. Like you will get so many people that be like, "Yo, I got out the mud, man. Mm. I got out. I made it out." How you do it? It doesn't matter. I'm here now. And they forget that. That's where they came from. We overcame the enemy. This is the word of God. We overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. If we never give people our testimony, how can we then help somebody? If Jesus never gave the testimony that he walked on water, how are we going to figure that we can <laughs> overcome any situation that over that's over our head? Yeah. How, if we don't trust him. Because the, the thing is that Peter walked on the water because he trusted God in that storm. Yeah. And that's the same code. We have to trust God in our storms. We can't get through the storms unless we're being guided out. Mm. Even if we're on a boat, the ship ain't going to get guided without a helm. Okay, I'm again playing devil's advocate. That's the pastor's job. He's supposed to guide people out. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Keep going. See, the thing is, it is not the pastor's responsibility to, to guide anybody other than guiding them to Christ because Christ is the, the wind, he's the sail, and he's the ship. Mm-hmm. The pastor is just a person steering the vessel as he's being led by God. And that's, that's what we're going to talk about. That's a great segue, Jay. Like, you. Yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> mic drop, pen drop, everything no. drop. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we often oh, think oh, yeah, that, yeah. that the pastor is the ship. No. Too, yeah, give him too much cloud. We give him too much too much clout, or man. Her. Or, or her. her. Yeah, you're right. Or her. But we give them too much clout and we give them too much of us to say that, hey, this person is at the head of my life and they're not. They, I'm sorry, pastors. Don't don't come for me. I'm just letting you know that I love y'all as people. You, you but the wrong. thing is, you ain't the head, bro. Christ is the head and the Bible says to follow anything, me as neck. I follow Christ. He ain't even the neck. Well, I he mean, like the toenail. Well, I know. I mean, no, I'm just saying, though, there's, like, a, there's an amount of, I guess, responsibility because they even talk. There's an amount the of Bible, accountability. Yeah, they, they even talk about in the Bible. Like, hey, you were over souls. You yeah. Were teaching the wrong way. So, like, it has to be. And you accountable. You're accountable. Yeah. Right. So, like, I heard the analogy of, like, say, if Christ is the head, then he's the neck. But he's ultimately so the bridge. If he if he if he if he's supposed to be the person that mm-hmm. is more in tune doing the work, his job is to just be in the the spirit, quote unquote, all yeah. day, right? Um, 
and he gives us the knowledge that he's had that he has so we can get on his playing field or grow in the spirit what is the pastor the shepherd it's, an, the it's an office no, no, no. So this that. is my thing. No, I'm just the, saying that there is a, a, a. There is, there is an office of appointment that because yes. there are five levels of ministry that God right. significantly set apart. But, he, but he, and, and, and one of them is a pastor. He's still on the same or a preacher. He's still a filthy rag like everybody else. He is. I got it. And that's what we got to understand that he is just an advocate for God. He's an ambassador. Right. But that's that's but where then the responsibility he trains comes us in. as Correct. disciples to become, to become ba- ambassadors. Yeah, that's all I'll get. To. That's it. Like okay. that's his only sole responsibility. If he's not giving us the gospel, then he's not properly preparing Correct. us for the fight. And that's why I say that, that leadership should be the most. I keep saying humility, a humble person. Humble, yeah, humble. <laughs> all right. Um, now we're gonna get to a, a juicy topic. Uh oh. We're like an hour twelve in. Awesome. I think we're still doing really well. We are, man. This might not even be a part two. I don't know. The content that was on here, guys, was so much more Yo, than, than an hour. Yeah. Just more than two, we're, actually. I, you know what? I think it's because we talked about it first already, and we're, right. we're pretty good. I mean, it's not. You know. By the grace of God, you know, boss <laughs> in the Lord. <laughs> so I'm going to let you talk about this on, about this first. I use the bathroom. Okay. Right back. But the, the conspiracy of televangelists. Break it down. So... People believing in the guy that Benny Hinn they take his coat off and he throws the the jacket and the whole crowd just falls. Oh, man. Or you know they call it the Word of Faith movement where they're only talking, you okay. know, super positive. You don't you, you don't go through nothing. God will he will. They, okay. They're speaking the truth, but you know the the, the part where people don't believe where they mm. see the preacher messing up. Spending all the money, buying jets, the whole uh-huh. thing that everybody always talks about, which is true. Okay. And, but they, they talked about, um, let me see, Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar. dollar man. Yeah. Benny Hinn. If you know who Benny Hinn is, he's the guy throwing the jacket. Google him. Um, <laughs> Joyce Myers. Google him. Joel Osteen. I just you know think that his face looks weird, man. I don't, the dude, he looked like. He smiled too much. It's weird. It's like he. It's like he's not smiling at you. He's smiling it's through like you. His face is just and I, sculpted. I'm not telling y'all that Joe's a bad guy. I'm not saying I that. Man, I don't I, know him. I'll be back. Hold you know on. what I'm saying? I don't know him. But to go on this televangelist uh, spiel. Oh, you probably thought she was going to hear Matt talk some crazy stuff about the televangelist just then, didn't you? Nope. You got to wait till next week. No, I was just playing, but for real, um, this whole episode was like two and a half plus hours, so we had to cut it in half. The part American Gospel, you know, our whole take on it, part two will be next Sunday, uh, just like a regular episode, because there's so much good information in it. Thanks for rocking with us. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you want to continue to support No Tech Talk, you can go to notactalk.com. You can go you can visit us on our Instagram at notactalk. It's always a reminder to live with a little no tact in your life. We will see you next week for part two. Peace.